Hi, hello there. Um, my name is Tay, and I've been a writer for a good chunk of my life at this point. And lately, I've been interested in the process of writing media that isn't quite what the writer or the fans imagine it to be. Um, so, for example, I'm going to be starting by Pretty Little Liars, which is a TV show that I saw when it came out, and I followed it up to the fifth season, more or less. And I'm going to be critiquing the show here in the podcast. And parallel to this, I'm going to be writing something in the style of Pretty Little Liars on Wattpad. And you can check it out later. I'm going to leave links. Um, and I'm going to be, across the time that I do this, be comparing my experience as a writer to my experience as someone who watched Pretty Little Liars as a teenager, as the main audience at the time. And through this comparison, I, I hope to, I don't know, just have some conclusion about what could be done about Pretty Little Liars to make it a little better or to fix some of its mistakes. Um, that being said, I'm going to begin by writing a chapter focused on each main character. So uh, in the podcast, I'm going to be talking about the main characters or their starting point in the TV show, the first two seasons, which for me is the two seasons before it goes off the rails, um, before everything just kind of, you know, goes absolutely wild so i'm going to be starting with what i think is the main character um maybe you disagree many people think it's area but i think the main character is allison uh she's sort of an absent main character but she's still the main character for most of the first seasons because everything connects to her everything's about her she she's just this force of <laughs> this ghost of Rosewood who still inspires fears in everyone and her name being mentioned makes people quiver in fear one year after her disappearance and by this point her death. Uh, one quick note I'm going to make because I, <laughs> I happened to talk to someone about it um, lately. Something that happens in the first two seasons that actually bothered me a little bit. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, if someone knows better than me, but I'm pretty sure uh, this whole the whole plot about Alison dying asphyxiated doesn't make sense just because I think she was buried for an entire year is what is being implied so i think the body decomposition would be too far for the coroners to be able to figure out the cause of death like that i think they wouldn't actually know what killed her i don't think after one year there would be even a body um there would be more like bones but I may be wrong. Um, I obviously never <laughs> looked 
uh, never had a body to see. I am not implying that I want to. I'm just saying that I never personally saw what happened. But to my knowledge, that wouldn't happen. Um, so beginning by that, Alison's story from the first two seasons is very inconsistent and her timeline on the day of her death has many holes in it and it's fine in the first two seasons because it's sort of about that you know um you're supposed to f think there are many holes so the main characters the other main characters can fill it up um her character i think is through these two seasons one of the most consistent ones and i think it's because she's not there for the viewer to get invested she's very much an antagonist i think one problem pretty little Iris really has is that it refuses to have morally gray main characters and by having allison not be alive they could cop out of it because she's not alive no one's going to actually project them themselves into her she's just mean she's a bully um because you know um aria spencer emily and hannah they are very clearly people that you should sympathize for and that you should see yourself in and i think in the first few seasons they really had something with allison because she wasn't a great person she was for the most part an antagonist but she wasn't also an antagonist she was also a protagonist because most time most of the time she is shown to be trying to help the other girls before she dies which is a noble thing to do if you think about it she's about to die and she knows she's about to die but she's leaving clues for the other girls to find later on. She gives a pen drive with a shit ton of information to Emily um, and all of that. And she, she sort of cares about her friends. She, it's not clear what her end goal is. And we never end up finding it out. But the way it was building up in the first two seasons, uh, Allison was a morally great character who didn't have great motivation and maybe got in over her head in a town like Rosewood where everyone has pretty strong secrets, pretty bad secrets. And maybe she got too sucked in into this thing she couldn't control. And she tried to protect her friends before she eventually died. And this works as a character, if I'm going to be honest. Um, she's not the best person. She's not the best character uh, in personality. But she's the best character in setup. She's the most dimensional character, I think, in the first few seasons. Um, they absolutely destroy it when she comes back into the show, but as a living person. But I'm going to be focusing on the breakdown and the absolute <laughs> destruction of each character separately later on. Um, 
because they do, I think, for most for the most part, um, everything that is likable about each character gets later on kind of destroyed, but not in a satisfactory way in that A breaks them down so much that they the trauma makes them so different and you can appreciate that because you know Allison for example she just changes personality because the writers felt like it was the right time for her to change personality but focusing on these two first seasons she's this ghost she's this force that no one really knows what she had, what she'd done, not even her friends or her mom actually know what her motivation or what she was doing, actually. Um, it's heavily implied that she went on a getaway with Ian before she died, and she lied and said that she was going to visit her grandma's. Which I'm going to be honest with you, I don't see it happen happening with any parent who actually checks. I don't know about you, but when I was 15, um, whenever I went somewhere, my parents would call that place. Um, if I went to a friend's house or something, my parents would call the friend's parents to confirm that I was in fact there. Um, and if I were to visit my grandparents, which I had to travel to do, I am sure my parents would not be calling me to <laughs> confirm that I was in fact there. They would be calling my grandparents. But anyway, um, Allison is this powerful 15-year-old, <laughs> which is an insane concept, but it works in the series. She has a lot of power, and that power eventually led to her death. Um, when, with my character, which is going to be parallel to Allison, I am changing a lot, <laughs> but mostly because if you change Allison in the show at all, you have to change the entire show, and that's something I figure, figured out pretty soon. If she wasn't, if her personality wasn't the way it was, Hannah wouldn't be Hannah, for example, and Spencer wouldn't be Spencer. Emily would probably not also be Emily. Spencer would probably keep being Spencer because she's the least motivated, I think, by being Allison. But even then, like um, when you change Allison, you everything else must follow. I am not going to be killing my main character my Allison, because I want to give all the other characters a chance to have breaking it off with her. Um, they all have to have, at some point, decided that enough was enough, which I think was something that sort of took their agency out of them in the show because it's implied that they would still be friends with Allison even now, even after they know everything, even after they understand everything she's done, they would still be friends with her. Nothing would change. 
Um, and I don't want that. And I'm also aging up, aging them up to college. And why I'm doing this is, if I'm being honest, mostly because I don't want to be writing unrealistic teenagers, which is something the TV show suffers from. Um, I don't want to be thinking all the time about what would an actual teenager do because I'm not a teenager, I'm 23. <laughs> and it would be kind of harder for me, I think. But not only that, it would be also like, I would most likely write something stupid trying to write as a teenager. Um, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I changed the Allison a lot. Actually, she's also going to be more focused in school, but I'm going to make sure that she's still popular. She was still popular, um, but she's in a college setting now where you're not the best anymore. <laughs> when you get into college, you're not going to be the main character of your life anymore after you get into college. It's not going to happen. Um, and she is this person who was this force to be reckoned with. And she was this big person who now has to be outdone in everything because she's in college. And what I'm going to do is that I'm going to make sure to bring parallels to what I think Allison would do in every situation because I think if Allison had grown up normally, because eventually she gets, you know, resuscitated by the showrunners, but that's besides the point. But if the original Allison had grown up, she would have tried to find a place, uh, a profession to be in the limelight. I don't think she would have been a teacher um, if. The main, the first season, Allison wouldn't be, want to be a teacher. She would want to be something where she could be in the spotlight because she likes being in the spotlight. So she's the center of attention. And I am going to be exploring with her how being this big personality, this person who had this much power, actually affects you later in life when there's actual competition for you and you're not the best anymore. Um, in character, in, in personality, I think Sibyl, who's my Allison, is most like Spencer, which I think changes a lot about how this has to be written. I can't write it normally anymore. I can't write it... Um, I can't write them the same way. I have to change them up because here's the thing. All the main characters, all the characters in the show only exist in relation to Allison. And by changing Allison, I'm, I have to change everyone. And that's this relationship, this, uh, this, these parallels, this everything being connected to Allison, even in writing. It's something I want to explore her as the main character. And I, I'm giving her the chance to be in the forefront. Something I'm going to do is that I'm going to scale back the mystery. And 
I am going to be taking it down several notches because the show gets in over its head very early in the show. Um, um, the showrunners lose track of things very early on and they open plots that they never finish and they are always in this mess that they can't get out of and there's there are other factors at play that I will be talking more about later on but one of them is that they are trying to create this criminal mastermind in Allison and they're trying to make her this crazily smart person but they can't go through with it because they themselves haven't planned it and here's the thing i am not planning it either i don't know what's gonna happen i have an idea of what's gonna happen but i am going with my with my writing with the same cards that the writers had a rough outline of how i wanted to end and the thing is, I am going to try to keep track of things before I lose it completely trying to um, trying to remember all these plots. I'm going to keep better track of them, I think, I, I hope. <laughs> uh, and by keeping Allison slash Sibyl alive, I also have this scaled-down mystery because I don't have a criminal mastermind. I have a young girl who's alive and she has her ghosts and her skeletons in the closet, but she's walking among everyone else and she's not this big person, big personality who has then more than than anyone else because she always has the information but she's also dead and I'm, I'm not gonna do that um as far as i know the books i only i've only read them until the mona reveal but up to that point from what i remember i read them as a teenager that wasn't so bad um they uh, sarah shepherd managed to keep track of things quite well and I think something that really helped is to have the first plot completely closed before you start a second one which is I'm going to do what I'm going to do I'm going to be I'm going to be keeping everything on a leash here um if I'm being honest and yeah, I'm I'm going to be attempting in this first character in the first chapter to show this ghost, this force of evil, as just a young girl trying to make it uh, in the world, and she doesn't always have the best ideas. Because here's the thing, Allison, for the most part, had dumb ideas for most things. And her advice was trash for most part. And so you have this dichotomy of this insanely smart girl who also is giving terrible advice. Is she giving terrible advice on purpose or is she trying her best? Uh, 
I'm just going to be focusing on making Sibyl a consistent character throughout the entire thing with development, of course, but a consistent character who is this um, person who had everything as a teenager and now has to be an adult. Um, something else is that I'm probably still going to keep her apart from the other girls for most of the 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 book, I think is what I'm going to call it. I'm not sure. Uh, because I think that works that Cebu slash Allison has a lot more information than everyone else and that she's this morally great character because of this. I'm gonna keep that. I'm just gonna have her, her have her be alive and to have her still not be helping the other girls the way she should or if she does it's going to be a lot more toned down than coming to them, to them and saying straight up what's going on. Uh, I think that's a wrap up on everything that I wanted to say in this first episode. I am going to be rewriting Google Liars. I'm going to be talking about each of these main characters in the first episodes. And just so you know, I'm going to be going more in depth with the other characters. It's just that Allison, for the first few seasons especially, she's nothing more than a ghost. She's nothing more than this. And I I really don't have much to say about her other than she <laughs> was the main character and everything connected to her, which makes the last A reveal make no sense but I'm going to ignore it. Um, and that they had something in their hands that they couldn't always deal with because she was too volatile a character for the showrunners to keep in check. Uh, I'm going to be going more in depth later on about also her, her breakdown as a character. Um, when she comes back as a living person and all that just absolutely goes wrong. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is a wrap up in the first episode. If you've heard so far, which I will be so thankful for because I am sure I am still not the best when speaking to my computer alone in my bedroom. Um, I'm sure I wasn't the best podcaster yet, but if it's stick, stuck so far with me, um, thank you so much. <laughs> I hope you read the the first chapter of the story as well. Um, and I will see you probably in two weeks. <laughs> um, maybe next week. I'm still deciding if I'm going to be posting these five first chapters. Um, every week and then going bi-weekly just so I can set up the characters. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Um, I hope you have a great week or weekend and a great day. And I'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>